it's so true like i i literally just had a sign made and i would go um in austin to like a popular mural spot and i would just be like you want a free photo i'll take your photo like just follow me on instagram and it's crazy how much that stuff works just chatting with people i'd give my business card out on the subway all the time and be like oh if you want to do a photo shoot let me know so it's crazy how that stuff works Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to season three of Invest in Yourself, the Digital Entrepreneur Podcast. I'm, of course, Phil Better, and this season is presented to you by Unicorn Incubator. Unicorn is the largest rural incubator accelerator of its kind in the world. Located in southwestern France, Sola, its mission is to give entrepreneurs and their families their lives back while helping them build game-changing technology startups. Startups in the company are provided with a complete ecosystem for success, with direct access to proven funding sources, top-notch legal and accounting representation, access to the world's most generous business incentives, and most importantly, a dedicated sales and marketing accelerator that will put a startup's product or service on the fast track to success. Welcome back to the show, ladies and gentlemen. I am Phil Better. This is Investing Yourself, the Digital Entrepreneur Podcast. This week's episode, we have Gabby Dimiki, a freelance photographer from St. Louis, Missouri, who is becoming the badass woman's photographer. We get into talking about how she spent two years in New York working on a portrait series of female founders and entrepreneurs. She shares some tips on getting the perfect headshot and what's coming up next for her. Uh, a little bit about her. She is from, like I said, St. Louis, Missouri. She spent two years in New York City working on a portrait series of female founders and entrepreneurs and fell in love with photography that way. She's currently living in Austin, Texas, where she she is continuing the Badass Woman photo series and works as a commercial photographer. Without further ado, here is the investing in Gabby Dimiki, the Badass Woman photographer. Gabby, uh, thank you so much for being on the show. Um, it is certainly a pleasure to have you uh, on the show because you have this amazing uh, ability to take these great pictures of them secretly stalking you on Instagram. So just so <laughs> that you know about that um, and my audience can know how amazing your Instagram is. How about you give us a quick introduction then we'll jump into your story. Yes, so my mom gave me a camera when I was 12 years old. I was going to a concert, so she gave me the camera to take pictures of the people on stage. I ended up taking a bunch of pictures of all the different people in the audience. And when I showed it to her, she was like, uh, Gabby, you can't take pictures of strangers. <laughs> so that's how I tell everybody I got started. Um, I pretty much never put the camera down since then. So I studied photography in college. I ended up studying fashion photography in grad school in London. London. Then I moved to New York, spent a couple years kind of building my business from the ground up. And this past year, I moved to Austin, Texas, where I am still doing photography, doing wedding photography, doing branding photography, product photography, and hopefully concerts and music festivals when they come back later this year. That is amazing. Um, <laughs> specifically, the fact that you flew to London to, to study fashion, like one of the, like the Ayatollahs is out there, you know. London is pretty big in fashion next to New York, where you traveled, obviously, secondary. Um, so what is it about photography that drew you into that world? Like, what, what is it that sparked your passion? Yeah, so I think for me, it's the fact that you kind of like have this challenge all the time of can you capture someone's personality and their likeness in one frame? Like, it, it's really hard. Like, when you think about it that way, it's 
you have to be really intentional about how you frame it, what kind of lighting you use, what the people are wearing, how you pose them, what angles you're shooting at, what kind of lenses you're using to get different depths. So for me, I've been doing it like over 10 years now and I never get bored with it because every single time I go into a new photo shoot, it's like, okay, what am I conveying in this project? And every single one is different and new. So that's really exciting to me. That. That's amazing. That's what I feel. I feel a kindred spirit pretty much because I feel that way with podcasting because every episode is something new I get to discover um, in like 30 minutes. I have 30 minutes pretty much to learn or 30 to 45 minutes to learn about my uh, the, the, the guest. And so I, I love that you have that passion with uh, taking it towards uh, photography and everything being different. Yeah, I mean, it's totally same with you. It's like just a creative outlet that you get to kind of practice and get better at. So I love how it's ever evolving in that way. So you said now you're doing wedding photography, you're doing brand, and you're doing hopefully concerts when they come back and events. Um, what is it, if you, if you had to give one one advice, we'll start with that, uh, to someone starting in the photography game, because you've been in it, as you said, 10 years now. So you've you've been done your fair share of chop chop making uh what is one thing and wh where's the easiest place maybe for someone to start yeah so i definitely think the hugest piece of advice that i could give to anybody who's thinking about starting photography or just kind of you know dipping their foot in is you don't have to have the most expensive camera gear to get into it like i started with like a really cheap point and shoot and i probably shot on that for like five years before i upgraded my gear and in fact there's still a couple lenses like i have a 50 millimeter lens that i have had for like 10 years that was like $200 and I still shoot portraits on it and love it. So I think the main thing is like, if you want to go after it, it's really like spending more time cultivating your craft, just put in the hours, put in the reps, like go do photo shoots with your friends, ask your family if they can do it, like practice, practice, practice times a million. And then later, once you kind of have that foundation, you can worry about upgrading gear and those kind of like technical things. I love that. I love that advice. Like, and the fact that you still have a, one of your lenses from the beginning of your career that you still use it shows how important that learning your craft and using the tools that you have to make it better like for podcasters it's like like oh I need to get the roadcaster pro the 700 <laughs> seven thing it's like no you just need a microphone just get a simple usb microphone and start because oh exactly Exactly the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. And I think on the other hand of that is like at some point, like when people are looking at, you know, photographers, they're going to book for their wedding or for a family photo shoot or whatever it may be at some point, like everyone, all the photographers they're going to be looking at kind of have a certain skill level. So all those photographers have experience. They've shot tons of couples. They, you know, they, they've done it. And so all their portfolios look a certain professional skill level. So I think at, in that case, once you kind of have that basic foundation, it's like you have to provide something else to stand out. So maybe it's your personality is really great or you're really great at posing or you're just really timely and answer all your emails really quickly and you've returned the photos back quickly. So I think that applies to any businesses. Once you have the skill level for the thing you're doing, how can you use your other skills to set yourself apart and really show people that you know you have a level of excellence to your business? I like that last bit, like adding just that little oomph to your business, where it be your customer service, your, as you said, the being timely, those are really important things that you have to cultivate as well. Did you, uh, did you have those from the start or was it something that you had to learn? <laughs> 
Definitely learned a lot. I would say the one thing I had from the start that really helped me out was kind of like that hustle where I was like, I'm going to go after it and I'm going to get all these clients and, and I don't know how, but I'm just going to make it happen. I'm going to make my business happen. And so definitely I was lacking in some of the skills when I started, like when I first moved to New York, I didn't have any lighting equipment, right? Like I had just been, I had my camera and I had some lenses. And so when people wanted to do photo shoots, I would just be like, great, let's, we'll shoot it outside and I can use sunlight as my lighting. And then as I was building my business, it was like, well, people wanted to do studio shoots or they wanted me to come in and bring lighting equipment into a certain space that they wanted to photograph. And so I remember my first client, I, it was actually a food photography client. They were like, oh yeah, you have to have this, you know, this lighting gear to do the photo shoot. And I was like, oh yeah, absolutely. And then I just immediately after that phone call went to B&H photo down the street. And I just walked in and asked the guy like, Hey, I need this lighting equipment for like $500 or less. Like, how can you help me get it set up and like, show me what I need to know. And he helped me get it. And then I went home and practiced on my roommates. And then I did the shoot that the next week. So I think you just kind of always have to roll with the punches too. Yeah, I know. I remember getting my first interview uh, for the podcast. Uh, I reached out to a friend and he's like, okay, yeah, send me a candle calendar link or like a scheduling link and we'll set it up. And I'm like, oh, this is how real people do it. <laughs> Like, oh, uh, this is the, the adults in business. Like, they have it all organized. <laughs> yeah, they, they, they already know all this stuff. Oh, so that's what I have to do. So, yeah, I, uh, I fully get how, like, you have to learn some stuff on the fly and always be open to evolving. Yeah. And I think talking to your peers can be huge. Like being, whether it be like networking groups or photography meetups, you know, asking other photographers like, oh, you use HoneyBook for your software. That's really interesting. I've never used that. Like, how do you like it? Or, you know, finding those kind of insights or like even like groups where people are always posting for like different presets and editing tips and photo shoot location ideas. Like, I think that's been a huge part of like the second, you know, this later years of my business is like, now that I kind of have myself established, you know, how can I take it to the next level by seeing what other people are doing and kind of learning the latest tips and tricks? Yeah, I... I have a passion for, for photography. I suck at it, but <laughs> I, I still love it because I can see the emotions being evoked or I can feel the creativity. I think most creative people have like can see that in other art. Yeah. Um, and one of the my favorite uh, photographers slash YouTubers is uh, Peter McKinnon. Mm -hmm, yes. His art, his photography is like paintings, I find. They're so well done. Like yours is amazing too, but I think he can get, get a different type of emotion out of his art. Uh, do you see, because he focuses more on... Uh, it's like Photoshop, right? Like more like adding that kind of stuff in post. Yeah, he does a lot of post, uh, but he his features are usually like landscapes versus yours, mm. which is uh, individual. So there's you're getting the individual personality, and he's able to bring in the uh, the, the scene the scenes uh, personality, yeah. which is an amazing accomplishment. Um, you have this uh, you have this new. Uh, I'm forgetting the word. What uh, it's your my new photo word. project. There you go. Your photo project. Uh, bad badass women. Yes, badass women. <laughs> now you 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 must have met some really interesting individuals do, uh, taking their photos. Yep. So that's exactly what happened. I moved to New York. Uh, I was right out of school, and I was like 
okay, well, I've studied photography. Now I need to make money doing photography. I need to start my own business, but like, I've never done that before. So um, naturally I kind of just look to, especially women, business owners, small business owners in New York that were doing awesome stuff, that were having really successful businesses that, you know, were thriving. And so for me, I just kind of use that as a template. I would meet with them, ask them to get coffee um, and just ask advice. Like what worked for you? How did you do this? How did you do payroll? Like all these things that make up your business. And they gave me really good tips and really good advice. And so I kind of just naturally started taking photos of them, asking if I could take their portrait. I would interview them about their business. And then all of a sudden, after like a year and a half, I had almost 50 portraits done. So uh, I decided to show my work and I did an art gallery show in New York for um, all the portraits, called it Badass Women NYC. And then uh, when I moved to Austin this past year, I was like, you know what? I want to keep doing that project because there's awesome women in Austin too. And there's awesome women in, in every single city. So um, I'm currently working on the Austin series and I would love in the future to be able to do like San Diego, London, Chicago, and, and kind of just go to different cities for a short period of time and photograph more women and, and interview them about their businesses. That's an like. That's amazing. That's simply amazing. Um, just getting more like visual out there for the next generation that's coming up that that love your work and say, oh shit, she's she's doing this and she's interviewing all these badasseries because the more people know about these individuals, the one it benefits the your your client or your your subject. The, of the whole portrait. network, really. Yeah, the yeah. whole network because yeah. people find out about these businesses and they go, oh, I'm going to go use this business. And then they get more money that they can put into their marketing. So yeah, going after this, like I don't say going after, but going after niche markets, like the badass women, I love having female entrepreneurs like yourself on because it, it just shows a different way of thinking than most men can think of, you know? Yeah, it's a great point. And it's kind of interesting that it ended up playing out how it did, how I made the Badass Women series, because a total side product of me kind of doing this just for fun, like just a personal project is I've built a big network of like women entrepreneurs who later have then hired me for photo shoots. So I think that's a great tip for anybody who, you know, is working on their business and wanting to kind of build their network is like maybe find some people you're trying to network with or your target audience and figure out how you can provide them some value so that, you know, you can start building that relationship. I think that's, that's been one thing that's been huge for me. I didn't even realize I was doing it at the time, but it's really come back, um, to, to give me a lot of photo shoots and just community support, like now down the line. Of course, of course. No, that's how, that's how I kind of got started. I started my first podcast that was semi-successful, but I started networking with other podcasters to figure out like, how do you get a successful podcast, right? No mm -hmm. one knew at the time. And now when I launched this one, um, it's already a huge success because I had the initial uh, guests be friends of mine in my network. So it's like paid off in droves. And it's it's an amazing thing, the networking. I think our generation probably didn't learn a proper networking. I think you're totally right. And I think it's something too that like people, you kind of have to like practice it and like get that muscle like strong because it was definitely something that really intimidated me like right when I moved to New York when I kind of just started. And now it's like, 
I'll hand my business card to like anyone on the street and be like, Oh, you want me to give you my pitch? Like, let me tell you about my photography services. So, and I also like cold email, like a hundred people a week. So I definitely think, you know, as you practice, it, it will become more natural and comfortable to you as well. Yeah. Uh, I love the fact that you're like pitching like 24 seven, like anybody you see like, <laughs> Hey, uh, you want your photo taken here? Have my card, you know? It's so true. Like I, I literally just had a sign made and I would go um, in Austin to like a popular mural spot. And I would just be like, you want a free photo? I'll take your photo. Like just follow me on Instagram. And it's crazy how much that stuff works. Just chatting with people. I'd give my business card out on the subway all the time and be like, Oh, if you want to do a photo shoot, let me know. So it's crazy how that stuff works. That's the smartest networking and growth hack I've ever heard. <laughs> like, it's honestly like, who's not going to follow you if they got you taking their picture? You're like, oh yeah, here, go to check out my Instagram. You like these photos. I can do one right now for you. And then all you have to do is follow. Yes. Okay, cool. Click, click. It's going to be up in like two days. And then it's like, it's real, real world proof. Yeah. And then you also get like, especially if they like post a photo you take and then tag you as the photographer, then their entire network, they basically just for free advertise that you'll do photo shoots to their network. So I understand how some people don't want to do like free photo shoots all the time. And obviously, especially as a creative, like you want to make sure you're not just giving your services away for free all the time. Yeah. But I have seen huge value in giving small things away for free, giving a little bit of value and seeing a big re return later. Yeah, it's it's you're investing a small amount to see the return of investment being huge. It's it's a very important to do that, to give a bit and then you'll receive. It's give, give and then you'll receive. That's uh, I'll, funny enough in this series, this third series I'm doing, mm -hmm. it's a common theme I'm seeing when I'm talking mm. to a lot of entrepreneurs, more successful entrepreneurs like yourself, where it's give and you will receive. Mm, I love that. I think that's so true. And I mean, even just in life, right? Like, it's like, you know, I want to be a good person. I want to make sure that my business is making the community a better place and that I'm giving back in general. So I think that kind of also just falls in line, like with my general business practices, you know? Yeah, I am I, seeing a rise of the social entrepreneur, social business owner that understands yeah. that society is more important than just me. Like, how can I my business help the community that I'm part of so that everybody succeeds. Yeah. And I think especially like younger consumers, they want to know that where they're putting their money is going to go somewhere that is giving back, that is like helping the community. So I definitely think you're right that that's a shift that we'll probably keep seeing moving forward. Um, just because like millennials and even younger generations, they, they don't really want things to be kind of how they always just were like giving to big corporations and stuff. It's, it's way more important to be local and small businesses and, and giving back and, and those kinds of themes. Yeah. It's, it's that's something that's like true to my core as well. Like, I, I think it's through how we were growing up in schools and that it was like, okay, you have to work as a team. We did a lot mm -hmm. of teamwork and it's, we understand that the community helps everybody. Um, so I'm, I'm glad I'm, talking with a lot of uh, entrepreneurs who are in the same spirit. Um, so you mentioned that you want to do other cities. Yeah, I would love that. Suite. What yes. is the big city that's on your bucket list? Like one, one that you have to, no matter what, before you uh, kick the bucket, it is, as <laughs> they say, that you want to have a shoot in. 
Yeah. I mean, I definitely think like high on my list is to do the Badass Woman series in London, just because since I did live there for two years, I do have some connections and I kind of, I kind of have started like a, an Excel spreadsheet of like who my dream people would be in London. Uh, I don't want to say right now though, cause I, I can't jinx it. <laughs> of course, of course. No, no. I, I, I don't want to hear it because I want to be surprised of who you There got. you go. Uh, but yeah, I think, I think London would be incredible. I definitely am looking kind of to in the next like five years or so, maybe um, applying for some grants because I mean, I think like empowering women, like same thing as we're talking about, like being more community focused, like that's just a big issue right now is like, you know, gender equality and just big themes like that. So it's important to me to kind of support that. And I think, um, I think other people want to do that too. So if I could do some grants or, or things like that, where I could maybe, you know, have a stay to go or even like collaborations with some art schools. Uh, I definitely am kind of thinking about all those options in terms of like how to make the badass women series happen abroad or just in other, other cities in general. Yeah, no, I, I can't wait to see it. Um, your 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 artwork is amazing. I consider it artwork. Photography is art, um, so it is artwork. And I, 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 to be fair, so that everybody knows and you yourself, I'm kind of on your your pictures and uh, your Instagram right now, and just looking at how amazing some of your shots are taken. Oh, thank you. It, it's kind of funny because like, I feel like uh, when I do podcasts, it's like, I'm like, I need you to also, as you're listening to me talk, just go over to Instagram and just look at my photos so you get a sense of what I'm talking about too. <laughs> no, I love how you have somewhat like, there's see, there's a, a theme of like uh, pastel colors in your work. Oh yeah. Color is really big to me. I love pink. Like my room has pink all over <laughs> it. I think you can be badass and love pink at the same time. Uh, so yeah, I definitely have a lot of those kind of like, yeah, pinks, purples, blues, like warm tones, all that stuff in my photography. I had to shoot black and white in college and it just, I felt like all the photos were so dull. Like to me, I see the world in color. So it, it makes sense for me to capture it in color as well. Oh no, fully, fully. I, I, I enjoy some of black and white cause you can still get, depending on how good your, uh, your framing framing is it can you can get amazing shots but color is listen we live in a color world why aren't we enjoying beautiful yeah. colors more in our artwork and oh my god like I'm just I'm scrolling through I'm, I'm sorry it's I feel rude that I'm scrolling through your <laughs> artwork and just being like these are some amazing shots like like not well I think you I think you're making a great point there is that um leveraging social media can be huge for your business mm-hmm it's it's I've seen a, a great uh, increase for my podcast, like just as a podcaster, getting so many uh, more downloads from Instagram is yeah. one of the biggest things. Um, totally. I think, yeah, finding your figuring out where your um, target audience is, like what social media they're hanging out on. I think for me, it's mostly Instagram and TikTok because it's a little bit younger, but um, you know, maybe it's LinkedIn for who you're, you're trying to get or, you know, Facebook or any of these things. Clubhouse is really big right now for the podcasters. Yeah. The po podcasters are blowing up and so are uh, some creatives. Like, uh, my mm -hmm. one of my friends is, I hope one day to get her on, but she's busy in Bali enjoying <laughs> the life. Uh, she is doing NFTs. Have you ever thought of doing NFTs? What's an NFT? <gasps> it's a non fungible token, I think. And okay. It's, oh, it's like the digital art. Yeah, it's digital art pretty much. But okay. this is, it's using blockchain and that. And it's called NFTs. 
I feel like everyone on Twitter is talking about this and I do not know anything about it, but I, I did read like briefly that it's like, you make like art, you make like digital art and then you can sell it. Yeah. I think. So it's like cryptocurrency. Okay. So what happens is if you, you make your NFT, I have no idea how it's made or that, but you make an NFT, then you sell it or you put it on auction or something like that. And people pay one piece of art went for like $6 million that's insane right oh my gosh (laughs) yeah so it's like it's i'm interested to see where it goes i know someone Mm -hmm. uh took a kobe interview or something i made an nft an nft or something so it's like really interesting i know logan paul a huge youtuber you're on youtube with your uh, channel he made some moments for him opening up a charizard or something like that but (laughs) So you, you can buy these like mini clips and it's yours. And if you sell it, what's great about it is because it's the like using blockchain, the artist still gets a piece of that recurring income. Got it. That's really cool. I mean, I think we're definitely going to see like the shift to like di- a lot more digital and these kinds of things just with like how technology is going. But I definitely be down to try it. Like I'm always even with Clubhouse, I was like, OK, I'll get on and like give it a shot. I'm always down to, to try something uh, once and see how it goes. Yeah, no, it's, it's interesting because I want to see, I want to try it with podcasting, but I don't know how to bring it into the podcasting world. So that's why I'm just tippy toes into it. Yeah, yeah. uh, Making the connections with those people already. So when I do want to jump into uh, NFTs, we have, I have those connections already. Talk to you. I I would be so interested to like learn more about like the file type that it is and how you like store it. I don't know. I got to go research after this. So what I'm going to do is uh, you're on, uh, on, uh, on Clubhouse, correct? Yep. So I'll follow you on Clubhouse and I'll send you, I'll let you know who my friend is. So oh, I nice. Can follow them and whenever they jump, because she's moderating a lot of NFT things and she made her own NFT, which is amazing. And she's that is in the, so cool. Yeah, she's in the virtual and augmented reality world. Okay. So she is an amazing artist just in there. She fire spins too um oh that's amazing like a lot i i see people doing that at music festivals that i used to go to before covid and like it's incredible yeah she she's she's a festival person as well and she's like a free spirit so i love having her in my uh my network because she keeps me creative you know just like you with your artwork (laughs) it's probably going to keep me creative because it's i i love i'm just like every time i just look over at your page because it's on the other can't on the other uh, <laughs> monitor I, I just see something like oh my god that's amazing like I love your uh, your Instagram handle your, your profile picture it's just so it just it screams badass it's is it you holding the glasses or is it an, uh, a photo that you took okay so it's me um, and actually this was a project I started in May because I had gone like when I was in New York like I was basically doing like seven to ten shoots per week so like more than one a day almost depending like I would shoot I know that feeling oh yeah just being like so busy right yeah um and then when quarantine hit literally in like two weeks every single shoot I had for like six months got canceled so I had like nothing to do um and so I decided as like a fun creative challenge because I was feeling like super creatively just like empty Mm -hmm. um I was gonna photograph one self-portrait because I never shoot self-portraits um every day in the month of May so no matter what, I was going to take one self-portrait. And so um, that was like day seven, I think. And it was just like a white wall. I found some like pink, 
wrapping paper stuff that was like clear and I just duct taped it over the light I was shooting with and was messing around with sunglasses got that picture it looked really cool and then I made it a gif by photograph uh taking other textures and pictures that I photographed and photoshopping them into the glasses so it kind of the pictures rotate out um as well so it's kind of fun that is amazing how you 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 took your boredness and you created art with it and just using simple things around the house or the yeah. apartment, if you will, or studio, wherever you took the photo. <laughs> yeah, for sure. That was exactly my thing. It was like, I can't, like, I have to use just kind of what's around. So if I was, you know, out swimming, like how, okay, great. How can I like incorporate that to get a cool shot? Or if I was like hanging out with one of my friends, it's like, great. How are we, well, I really wasn't hanging out with friends when we were quarantining, but when my, like, like, how can I incorporate them into the shot? So it was a fun challenge. It definitely kept me busy for a month when I was like, bored out of my mind but I have to say I'm glad that things are slowly opening up again because I like to stay busy it's part of the you know the hustle part of me that's like I want to keep growing my business and like keep showing people about my badass women series and and see where it all goes yeah no it's I fully get you that's one thing that I love about podcasting regardless of what's going on in the world as long as there's an internet connection I can you can do it yeah so it's like Good. COVID didn't really hurt me. COVID actually helped me because it made me create this show because I was burnt out from my previous show. So, and I got to talk to an amazing photographer that I hope one day I'll be able to get, uh, get a photo taken by. Oh, of course. We'll have to do it. I, I've been wanting to come to Montreal anyways. Well, I've been wanting to go to Austin because one of my favorite uh, companies is out in Austin, the Chive. Okay. I haven't and, heard of them. Oh, they're, they're amazing. They're, they keep things very simple. It's funny, humor, hotness, and, uh, happiness like they just okay they just care about having fun and so they have they do a picture um a website app and it's just like military mondays or they they have their daily afternoon randomness which is just can be like cool pictures and like guaranteed you could your artwork or your photos actually would be perfect for it because they're badass you know they could i'll have to i'll have to connect with them it seems like a very austin type company if they're like kind of chill and like that's very like an austin local uh, brand (laughs) so what's funny is they started off on venice beach okay they started off in venice beach and the building that they were in is actually now uh, rented to the Snapchat offices, I think at one point. Oh, and they built their. They went to Austin and they built their. They built a uh, a building for them to house it in, and they have mm. a slide. That's amazing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so many small businesses are moving to Austin, especially from California, because it's just like kind of nice weather all the time. But and also, there's no uh, state tax, so that's a, a that's a big win. That's bit. a big yeah. win right there. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I think, yeah, you should definitely check them out because I think you would uh, blow their photography out the window. They do specials every time they drop uh, shirts or anything like oh, that. Cool. Yeah, because they, uh, they have their merchandise side, which is, uh, I would, he's one of, John Raising is one of the founders and he's one of my guests I want to talk to because just his story about how him and his f- friends just started the business yeah, and just made it happen. Yeah, and he now works with Bill Murray. So that's amazing. Oh, that's very cool. Yeah, so yeah, so there's a chance I'm going to Austin as soon as like I get the vaccine and it's safe to fly because I want to nice. visit, visit uh, the Chive on their Fridays and get drunk with the crew. That's um, amazing. <laughs> but yeah, well, what's next? Like what's one challenge 
that you really want to overcome and conquer in your photography business, if you will? Yeah. So one kind of next challenge, next step for me is, as I kind of was talking about it earlier, um, concerts and music festivals. So in 2019, before COVID, um, I got to shoot three music festivals and I shot like 20 concerts. And it was like my first time doing any of that. Like I just kind of had started diving into that world. And I was like, oh, 2020 is going to be my year. I'm going to like go to every music festival and get to photograph it for magazines. And like, that's what I'm going to do. And then obviously they all got canceled, literally all of them. Mm-hmm. Um, and so for, I think, fingers crossed, I feel like with the, what they're saying about the vaccine and how things will be in the fall, um, that I will get to photograph some music festivals in the fall. And then also in 2022, I'm going to like set aside a huge chunk of time to really kind of like learn that craft of music photography. Oh, no, uh, 2020 was supposed to be my year too, but mm. something happened, um, <laughs> funny enough, but yeah, no, I, I, I want to see what you do with uh, the, the, the journey into the music festivals and the concerts, because you have an amazing eye, um, so you. it can only be great, like it can only <laughs> be amazing with what you'll do. Uh, it seems like from the ones that I've kind of first started getting my foot in and practicing is that um, like I still need to work on shooting the actual concert itself. <laughs> But I feel really like in the in the times where I've gotten to like do a portrait session with the artist, I feel like that could be a really good sweet spot for me because like I love shooting portraits of people at the end of the day. That's like my favorite thing to do. So if I could combine that and do artist portraits like backstage and album covers and stuff like that, like I think that's going to be that feels like it's going to come really naturally. So I'm excited to expand to that as well. Yeah, I think, no, I can, I think you could, you would have a great thing of like a backstage behind the scenes, you know, kind of like capturing the moments there for the Exactly. The so portraits. we gotta, we gotta manifest that for me. <laughs> oh, I, I already know you'll do it. It's, it's, it's not a question on if it's a question of when, and since COVID's going to be uh, vaccine rolled out in the U S a lot quicker than here in Canada, it's going to happen sooner than later. I think like the later part of 2021, you'll start getting, uh, they're going to be clamoring for artists to take photographs and that. And I think you got to, with your amazing artwork, you got a great, great niche already cool. set up. Awesome. Well, thank you very much. I, uh, Austin city limits is here in the fall in October. So I'm like, all right, that's that. I'm like, that's my goal. Austin city limits get to photograph it. So we'll see. So all you have to do now is find a badass woman that's in there and take oh. her photograph. And 100%. Then <laughs> that's how we do it. And I also am just literally emailing every festival all the time being like, hey, just checking in. Do you need a photographer? Do you need help with anything? Like, I'm here. I'm in Austin. Let me know. So I'm, I'm starting the process. There you go. Already manifesting <laughs> it. I love it. Um, Gabby, we're coming up to the end of the interview. And mm-hmm. it's been a fun conversation. I have to say, I wish it could go on, but we do have a time limit. Um, I would like you to take the next, as much as you want, up to five minutes to let my audience know where they can find you, how they can support you, whatever you like to uh, promote. 
Yeah. So definitely, if you want to see some of my photos all big and pretty on your computer, you can go to gabbydynakeyphoto.com and I can send you the links to all that as well. Um, on social, it's gdimes on Instagram and actually all social. So YouTube, TikTok, um, G-D-E-I-M-Z. And then uh, I have a couple sub Instagram accounts for different things. So G-Dimes Weddings is weddings, wedding photography. G-Dimes Food is food photography. And G-Dimes Music is all my concert and music festival stuff. So definitely um, go check out all that. I've been lately like making ridiculous TikToks about like photography life and also showing kind of like behind the scenes of some of my photo shoots. So that's been kind of fun. I've been throwing that up on uh TikTok and YouTube. And then always Instagram is just great because I'm always just like posting fun photos and, and recent photo shoots and all that good stuff. Well, yeah, because you're a photographer. It makes sense that Instagram and <laughs> Pinterest. It works out for me. Instagram and Pinterest as well. Yeah. And I, I, I can see TikTok because you, you're, you're going after these awesome things and you do festivals. So TikTok is big on music and that. So I can see you being huge there as well. And honestly, like Clubhouse, like the little bit I've been on it, um, a lot of people are talking about music photography and like fashion photography and a lot of creative stuff. So um, it'll be interesting to see like how that kind of plays out too. So I just jumped onto your your music thing and I see something that's very impressive to me. It says here that you one time photographed Post Malone. Post Malone, yeah, (laughs) I did in uh, fall 2019. Um, I did, I photographed Post Malone. He headlined Voodoo Music Festival in New Orleans. I flew there just to photograph him. And it was like the highlight. It was like the best day of my life. (laughs) I can only imagine meeting, I'm not a huge fan of Post Malone. I respect his music and that, but he seems like just the chillest dude in the world. Yeah, like he, I'm pretty sure he was on drugs on this (laughs) but that's fine. (laughs) <laughs> uh, I got a cool picture with like some fire in the background. So it was uh, worth it. That is amazing. All right, Gabby, I want to thank you so much for coming on Invest in Yourself, the Digital Entrepreneur Podcast and sharing your story of being a badass woman in the photography world and photographing even more badass um, entrepreneurs and business owners. So I want to thank you for providing a lens to that community. Yeah. Thank you so much. It was great to chat with you and yeah, kind of share a little bit of my photography expertise and also just some, you know, general tips for small business owners. Awesome. Ladies and gentlemen, please make sure you go check out Gabby. All her uh, links will obviously be in the show notes down below. And if you enjoy beautiful artwork and beautiful photography, you definitely need to follow her because you will not be disappointed. You'll be entertained. Guys, I want to thank Gabby for being a guest on the show, and her work is amazing. If you haven't had a chance to check out her Instagram, her her website, or even her YouTube channel, which gives amazing and, uh, advice on being a photographer, I would definitely check it out. Her website, again, is gabbydemikiphoto.com. That's G-A-B-Y-D-E-I-M-E-K-E photo.com. Make sure you go check her out on Instagram. She's under G Dimez. So that's G D E I M Z. Uh, of course, the notes in the sh- uh, all the links are in the show notes. Ladies and gentlemen, remember to invest in yourself to be the best version of yourself.